0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Fan Friday edition of Locked On NFL Draft. You guys know the drill. You're taking over the show for the full hour, it might even be an extended hour because we got a lot of questions on the list that we're trying to get to. You guys flooded the inboxes with really great questions, and it's hard leaving like any off because you guys are just so in tune with what the show is all about and what this Fan for- Friday format is all about, and we're gonna have a lot of fun on this show. But before we start to get to all the questions, Ben, my friend. How are you?
1: Everything's delicious, Trev. Thank you for asking. uh i you've had better beautifuls I thought it was
0: gonna be beautiful. And no, 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 beautiful. no. It's, it's not. It's not about being like bet. Like just because I, 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 I didn't trail this one off doesn't mean that it's not as good or that I didn't put effort into it. I gotta uh, switch it up. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I like that beautiful. It's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> okay, I'll bring, I'll bring, I'll bring back the trail off beautiful for the next Fan Friday. We got a ton of questions and I, I say this every week, but I really am going to try to get to as many as we possibly can because there were some great ones. There were ones that I was cracking up laughing just from reading the questions, thinking about how the question was phrased and how we were going to answer it. And so I'm very excited. Ben, are you ready? Yeah, i said it. This first one's from Thomas Dimitrov. No, oh, just, no, big, I'm just, no. it's big. it's actually Thomas Dimitrov, which big I believe fan. is an imposter. Big fan of the pod, Thomas Dimitrov Said, yo, at Tampa Bay Trey, at Benjamin Solak. Love the pod. Got a question for Fan Friday. What former NFL coaches deserve a second chance coaching again in the league, and why is one not Dan Quinn? That's harsh. Also, Dan Quinn's still in the league. I'm sure this is obviously a Falcons fan. Then they keep up the great work. I have three names that I wrote down that I would be very intrigued in for them getting back into the NFL. And then I also have a name that I think think is still in the NFL currently that I'm actually going to look up as I type this, but I think should continue to get a shot in the NFL. All
1: right. Yeah. I have three names as well. Okay. Who who are your three? So I, I don't think any of my guys should end up being head coaches again. All of them have been head coaches. Okay. Uh, but I think that they're good enough to get back into into coaching in the league. The first is Mike Malarkey, who is a long time oh, nice. tight okay. ends coach. Yeah. I uh, was occasionally an offensive coordinator, was most recently the tight ends coach for the Falcons in twenty nineteen. Uh Mike's older, but I think he was a good tight ends coach and he's a good dude people like him. I just don't think he has the, the chops to be a coordinator or a head coach, which he tried in like Buffalo, the show. Like the
0: like you you're saying like he didn't have like the Wolverine chops. I just
1: I'm thinking I'm chops in the sense of he's done it 3 times and has been fired very quickly all 3 times. Are you saying like he's not good enough at grilling pork chops? Is that what you mean? I I really think it's just an idiom. But I don't I don't know what the background Listen, is. Listen, nobody's going to
0: call me an idiom on my own podcast, okay?
1: You sir are the idiom. All right. Uh Rex Ryan. <laughs> yes. Clearly I don't uh-huh. think Head coach was great for him. New York and Buffalo over the course of eight seasons, I want to say. But as a defensive coordinator, uh, Rex is quite good. I think he, he he can he can lead one of the one of the better defense in the league. Like, I agree. Really can. I'm not. Um, I'm
0: not pushing back on you. I think the Rex yeah, should be. Yeah, no. In the well, league. I think
1: people people hear Rex and get worried about it. No, uh, no, no, no. no. The, Rex um, Rex could coach defense. Yeah. The uh, the thing is, he's got a pretty cushy studio job right now. I don't think he's going to leave that studio job. It's nice. Brad. And the last one is uh, Brad Childress, who was most recently with Matt Nagy's staff in Chicago before when he was with K- Andy Reid's staff in Kansas City. Childress is a is a is a big part of that Reed tree, and I think that on an offensive coaching staff, he'd be a welcome voice pretty much anywhere. Uh, and so those were the guys who immediately stood out to me. I looked at like I, I looked up a list of ex NFLers who could maybe come back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would like I think most of these guys were good. Ah, uh, this is fine. But I think those three make sense.
0: Well, I think that this is a somewhat difficult question to, to answer in the sense of if you would have been good, you'd still be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, And sometimes situations have led guys to have successful careers in different avenues of of either coaching or consulting or even like at the college level. And so the three names that I have are actually none of the three that you named, which I'm really glad because mine are a little bit more out, outside the box. That doesn't mean like better to answer the question. It's just, I'm glad that we're bringing three more names to the table. First one is Ben McAdoo and Ben McAdoo's time as a head coach with the New York Giants. Did not go well. I just don't think that he was really fit to be a head coach. You know, we we hear about that all the time, and we we, we discuss this topic. Like, not every coordinator or coach is fit to be a head coach, especially at the NFL level, which deals a lot with being a manager of people and being almost this kind of CEO of the organization, or at least the face of that. And I just don't think that that was what was up Ben McAdoo's alley. We were both in L.A., myself and uh, Ben, not McAdoo, Solak, this past Hello. weekend, although Ben McAdoo might have been there. I don't know. LA's a big place. And we were talking with some uh, some other media members who were actually really raving about Ben McAdoo and how highly he was talked about as an offensive mind in the NFL. And people were like, man, just as a teacher, as an offensive teacher, he was one of the best when he was kind of coming up through the ranks. And so... I'd like to see him get a chance again at an OC position right now he's an offensive consultant for the Dallas Cowboys um so he's not actually at a coaching position after he got fired from the Giants he went to be a quarterbacks coach with the Jaguars but I mean the Jaguars didn't exactly uh have a great quarterback to coach so you know all that to say like I'd like to see him get his chance as an offensive coordinator again I'd like to see what happens there the other two that I have are, are college football guys and they're I don't want to say lower level college football guys but I'll just say the first one is Jimmy Lake. Jimmy Lake's the head coach of the Washington program right now. Was he in the league? So he was a defensive backs coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the late 2000s, early 2010s. So, yes. So, like, he has been in the NFL before as just a defensive backs coach, but now he is really... Able to put together a great resume as both the defensive coordinator mm-hmm. and now a head coach, and so I would love to see Jimmy Lake get a shot, bounce back in the league I as defensive coordinator. As he I read
1: this to. as ex NFL head coaches, but right, It's just as former NFL coaches, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so, so no I, cheating. Che- uh, jury, jury renders not guilty verdict. Congratulations,
0: you're a man. It. I actually feel uh, kind of cheated to to be not cheating. I feel like yeah. that's, uh, that's actually... What, what, this is not what I signed up <laughs> for. Right. And the third name that I have here is Todd Munkin. I'd love to see Todd Munkin get back in the league God, to be an offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach with the Buccaneers from 2016 to 2017. Um, he was the sole OC in, in 2018 when Dirk Cutter actually gave that up. Was OC of the Cleveland Browns in 2019. And now he is the quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator for University of Georgia. So I would love to see Todd get back into the NFL. He is such an interesting character. He he was one of my favorite guys to interview. Absolutely not an ounce of BS on this dude. Like every time he was at the podium or we got to ask him questions, it was straightforward. He'd answer it exactly the way that he should have as a coach. Sometimes it was the absolute truth and other times... He knew that he just couldn't tell the media the truth. And I, I really respected him as, as a coach and somebody that we could interview and, and be able to pick his brain because I also think that he's got a fantastic mind for, uh, for for the offensive side of the ball. So those are my three as well. Next question. Mike the Magic Man asked this one. He said, as I am making a small road trip this weekend, I would request the episode to be up by 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, Mike, it's going to be up by 1.30 Eastern Time. Congratulations. I would like to hear you draft three rounds of road trip snacks.
1: I would like the first overall pick.
0: You never want the first overall pick.
1: That is correct.
0: So this is, that must mean that there is like one snack that you eat and nothing else.
1: That is exactly correct. On There is a food item that if you purchased it for me and you gave it to me. I would put it in my pantry and not look at it until I had a road trip, at which point I would get it out and put it in the car, because to me, it's just what you eat on road trips.
0: Okay, now I have to hear it. Fine. You can take first pick.
1: Number one overall pick in the road trip snacks is absolutely beef jerky. Okay.
0: <laughs> was gonna, that mile. was mile. that a mile. This was going to be my first pick, so okay. Here's
1: why beef jerky is an elite road trip snack. Uh, no gross finger crumbs stuff right so it's not like you know you're going and you're getting chips you're constantly licking your fingers and that's nasty and then your wet fingers are on the wheel and that's, that's gross number two yep. it is time consuming to eat which is a road <laughs> trip we're trying to we're trying to burn clock baby it's true uh, <laughs> so we're running yeah, good we're running the ball doing some work right exactly number three be not allowed crunch, no loud sounds. I spent a lot of time thinking about this, which if I'm listening to a podcast, I don't want a loud crunch. I'm going to miss a word. And at the speed at which I listen to podcasts, I'm going to listen to several words. I'm going to miss several words if I'm crunching in there. So it doesn't make a lot of sound when you're chewing it. And number four, wide variety of flavors, right? And so if I'm like, all right, you know, I'm feeling frisky. We're going to get like, you know, spicy teriyaki nonsense, which you know, it's not the best idea when you're a road trip because then if your mouth is driving you nuts, not tough to drive. Um, But... Like, you can just go original flavors. You can get smoked barbecue. You can get stuff from the gas station. It'll be at a gas station. Or you can get, like, really good beef jerky from, like, cool smoke houses and stuff. Beef jerky is number one overall pick by a mile.
0: Okay, I have a, I have a question for how we're setting this up here. And it does not impede on you picking beef jerky number one overall because beef jerky was going to be number one overall no matter what. Good. For our draft, are we forming, like, the three that we would take? On the road trip, like, because that variety, that mix will, might like go into who I'm drafting. Or are we just trying to go for like the sole best ranked in order? Oh, that's an interesting question. You know I think what I'm saying? Let's, let,
1: let's go for the variety. Let's draft the team. Yeah,
0: we should we should probably three pack it, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Okay, so I have, I'm going to pick a really great protein bar. A lot of the similarities to what Ben said with beef jerky, although it's not as good because beef jerky is just pure meat flavored and, like, that's the goal. So even though it's not as good as beef jerky, I feel like protein bar is a really good road trip snack. The next one, I I don't know if I need to take this early. I don't know if you're going to snipe this, but I'm going with pistachios. Do you like pistachios?
1: Love pistachios. Do not think it's a good car snack because of the
0: shells. Okay, well, one, I've got two different answers here for you. If you're looking to kill time, peeling away the shells could help kill some time. Uh, this is and
1: this is interesting.
0: Also a feat of I, strength.
1: Right. I am rarely in a road trip where I'm not driving because I love driving. Okay, um,
0: okay, okay. That's fair. So but I was also going to say paradigm. that you can get no-shell pistachios, which is more right. of what I was thinking of.
1: I recently bought pistachios because i was hankering for them Mm -hmm. on a road trip and Mm -hmm. that was a bad decision because i ran out of receptacles to put the shells into yeah yeah yeah. i think if you're in a road
0: trip you got to go no shells pistachio unless you know you're Mm -hmm. not driving because they've got the crunch uh they've got the saltiness and they're a nut so they have fats in them which will make you feel less hungry it'll fill you up a little bit more right so okay so i'm yeah i got protein bars and uh pistachios pistachios
1: so all right my next pick uh, do sunflower seeds count as a snack?
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Okay.
1: I to me like they barely count as a snack because I don't eat them to feel to slake hunger. I eat them because yeah, I I,
0: I eat them. I eat them to play shortstop and hit dingers. That's right. Exactly. Like,
1: anytime I'm I'm driving anywhere, I've got seeds in the side of my car, and it's nice because you can just spit the shells out, you know, your window, and it's great. All um, right. taking you, fishing, which is awesome.
0: Are you ready for this? It's my pick now. No, 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 no. It has to do with sunflower seeds. Okay. I just eat the shells. What? I'd pay. I'd pay thousands of dollars to see your face right now. I would pay thousands of dollars if this podcast was live streamed. What are you thinking? I just eat the shells. What do you do? Do you chew them? Yes, I just throw it all in my mouth and eat them.
1: Trevor. <laughs> is there nothing that is sacred? Is there nothing Okay, it's too it's too help, meticulous,
0: too time consuming. Just I'm, I'm just trying to eat
1: the bottom line, Healthline.com took me right to the bottom of the article because they know what the fuck is up.
0: I thought you said elfline.com you avoid- and I was like, oh, Pat Elfline, getting out there in the internet world.
1: Look <laughs> like at branding, man. You should avoid eating sunflower seeds. As they are fibrous and indigestible, the shells may damage your digest- digestive tract.
0: I think it's just a we lot of questions. go to for his thoughts. No, I got an eye on your stomach. We're good.
1: This eye... I- Am legitimately stunned.
0: I can't tell you the last time I had sunflower seeds, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I generally don't eat. All right, I don't take the time to take the seed out. I just eat the shells.
1: I will say, like, you have to learn how, like, just like right. with your mouth, right, to right, get the, right. The, and the, I just, I,
0: I, I wasn't about that. I wasn't with patience. Food, food, and patience don't go together for me. All right, you're ridiculous.
1: Uh, okay. I don't know how I. Oh man. All right, I'm never going <laughs> to look at you the same. <laughs> uh, my last pick in this draft is, and this is a true, like, you know, drumroll please here. Yeah. Uh, is fruits and veggies. No, 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 uh, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. You pick one. Okay.
1: Probably Apple. Because- F you, Solak! Because that's, you're, you're most likely to get they get any at a random gas station or a rest ah, up station you can de- tell the quality of the apple and i prefer like the crunch and the juice of the apple to like a, a banana which is just like i don't think a banana is as filling uh and then the best right it's, it's a no it's one hand no trash situation optimal for driving i'm I, I i got apple in one hand i'm driving i'm done with the apple i pop over into the left lane roll the window down as long as there's like grass in the divider, throw the core out there, boom bang, we out of here. Uh, so I know I'm the non-fruit guy, which is not even what I am. I just think it's overrated. Yeah, How, well, this this is here.
0: I I'm I'm I am. Yeah, you thought you could hide. I'm and I'm safe. furious. You you and I'm sick, furious. I, I, I didn't. I did not take apple, and I took pistachios instead because I was like, there's no way this fruit-hating kid is gonna take yeah. apple.
1: You're weak. You don't know what you're doing. You know, you gotta prepare, man. You can't you can't be trying to play the board like this. Awful. It I, is I uh, draft. Yeah, so Apple. And like I know people are probably right now like I don't know, are you gonna draft chips? I like I'm fine no, with chips as a road no, trip I'm snack, not. but they're not even that yeah, they're just like they're as good of a road trip snack as they are as a regular snack. So I to guess, me it's like there's not characteristic of a road trip.
0: There's a couple there's a couple more snacks on the board that I consider, but seeing as how I already have protein bars and pistachios, I'm not gonna draft the peanut butter pretzels, which I think are a great snack um not gonna draft trail mix which i also think is a great snack so i guess i'm just gonna draft green grapes because i like grapes. great one great one i'd sure wish it was apples yeah socks it sucks chief all right lane asks this next question which players do you think could make the transition to the opposite side of the ball five offensive players five defensive players
1: all right so my five on offense yes one Patrick Ricard, technically a a fullback, played defensive tackle like 100 snaps in 2019. Patrick Ricard's the man. Incredible. 290 pounds, something like that. Uh, Taysom Hill, really good athlete, good size, not a quarterback. Might as well play him on both sides of the ball. Sure.
0: Uh, Gronk, general freak. uh, True. Really weirdly good blocker. he's, He's like half bionic at this point, but sure.
1: Yeah, but like whatever. We're very good blocker for the tight end position could probably become a good like base defensive end. Uh, Julio Jones, because of the whole Julio trade thing, the montage of Julio making, uh, tackles on interceptions came back on my timeline the other day. You know what I'm talking right. about? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. He's on my list. Dude's cool. Dude, do lay the wood? True. you. Yeah. he's awesome. And I, and obviously I think that Julio Jones and Isaiah Simmons are the exact same person. So might as well go become a middle linebacker. And then Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar is like 6'2", 210. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If he were playing corner with his quickness and his agility, he'd probably be one of the best corners in the league as well. Just a Not only a great athlete, but a unique athlete in terms of the way he moves. So him at corner with his actual size and length, because he's not small, would be
0: absurd. I have uh, Odell Beckham Jr. at free safety. I have Julio Jones at strong safety. I have Lamar Jackson at corner. I have Tyreek Hill at corner. And then I have Nick Chubb at linebacker. Would love to see it. So those are are my five on offense. Who are your five on defense?
1: On defense, Adore Jackson,
0: the classic. Uh, Oh, I didn't even have Adore on here. I probably should
1: have. Adore's like not as good of a corner as we hoped, but he was always kind of like a two-way player for USC, and people have talked about him as a two-way guy. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. No, there's no way I'm not putting Jalen Ramsey on the list. It's Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Jabril Pappers.
0: Oh, Uh, nice, nice.
1: Wildcat quarterback at University of Michigan, so we could do that. Jamal Agnew, who Jamal's been a a depth corner and a punt returner for quite some time. He's now with the Jaguars, and apparently, or excuse me, he's now with the, yes, he's now with the Jaguars. He was with the Lions. The Lions thought about moving him to wide receiver. The Jaguars are now probably actually going to move him to wide receiver or maybe play in the corner. Nobody really knows. So he's one that like actually kind of had like think like Ricard like actually kind of has done this, uh. And then Miles Jack, who running back linebacker
0: at UCLA, great linebacker in the league, could take some snaps at running back. It'd be fun to see. I have Jalen Ramsey going to wide receiver because I wasn't about to not have Jalen Ramsey on this list. I have Miles Garrett at tight end simply because of the basketball highlights and because he just looks like an absolute alien. Good one. Good one. I uh, feel like Jair Alexander could be a pretty great slot corner and would also still get the chance to run his mouth at secondary players. Uh, Jamal Adams, running back.
1: Alexander would be a good slot corner.
0: Uh, slot receiver. Spot receiver. Spot yeah. receiver. Okay, yeah. I have Jamal Adams running back just because he does everything as a safety, really pissed off. And I feel like that would really translate to him being a running back. Cause you could just do stuff really pissed off. Just search contact. And then I have uh Vita Vea at fullback slash running back. Cause he Bam. played there before in high school.
1: Asking Vita to get that uh, that uh, Mike Vrabel to get that Don Terry Poe treatment.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah
1: I yeah, yeah. like to see for. it. You like to see it.
0: Cody asked this next one. He said, what would uh, the NFL look like if it expanded to 34 teams? What possible cities and what would you do with divisions?
1: I think you get an NFL expansion question in, I would say, once every three months on Locked on NFL Draft. Yeah, that's true. Yep. I think it's your favorite topic.
0: Well, I just like. I don't, I don't know if it's my favorite topic. I just like getting new questions in there. Well, not like new questions that we've never heard before, but questions from people who are new to us answering their questions on Fan Friday. All right. So where are you expanding to? Uh, I just had like a couple of names written down. I mean, I think that San Diego and St. Louis were, were good football cities. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. that St. Louis would be a great place for uh, a football team. I like the idea of Toronto. Uh, if we're opening it up to Canada, I like Toronto having a team. And then I think I think one of the next best cities to probably host a team would be Orlando. But then we'd have four teams in Florida. And yeah. that's just a lot. So, I mean, you could basically just have a Florida division. And so I feel like that's not really possible. I People throw out San Antonio all the time. I guess... I've just ne- I've never been like oh hell yeah we got to get a team in San-, San San Antonio and then Portland's the other one that I'm thinking of that I actually really like yes so I have Portland
1: I have Toronto I've long been like I think there should be a NFL team in Canada that'd be cool. I think that'd be I so I remember we were talking with somebody about how there's been a lot more basketball players coming out of Canada recently Um there's been NFL players as well I mean like John Mechie's Canadian uh, Chuba Hubbard is Canadian. Other guys were Canadian. Neville Galmore. If we get an NFL team there, I think that's very good to establishing, I should say opening, widening the pipeline of good athletes coming into the NFL from Canada. So I think Toronto would be the one that I would prioritize. Portland also kind of helps with that because it's close to the border. Uh, And so you could get people in West Canada. I don't know how popular West Canada is, to be honest, but you get people excited about that. And then, yeah, like...
0: pulling in Vancouver.
1: I think, right, yeah. I think... St. Louis got shafted and deserves
0: a team. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So uh, yeah, those are a couple of the cities that, that we we like I don't know what would happen with divisions with 34 teams. I don't know, you just You got to what's
1: 30 34 is not divisible by anything. Correct. Two conferences of 17. You don't have to go 4 4 4 5. That right. blows. Right.
0: I, I don't know if I don't know if they'd be able to do that. 6 6 5. They probably go games, <laughs> 36 i don't know numbers
1: yeah it's really hard to go to 34 and continue to build the schedule as you're currently scheduled as you're currently doing it to totally change how you build the schedule which i mean you just moved to 17 games which already kind of threw a kink into how you made the schedule so that's kind of fine
0: but still we'll move we're, we're gonna move to 18 so don't worry oh that's a good point they're gonna, they're gonna take another one of the preseason games away. We're gonna get two We're gonna get to the point where we have two preseason games and 18 regular season games.
1: And all week one games will be impossible to bet because all the teams will still be bad. And guess what I'm gonna do anyway?
0: You know what I think they're actually gonna do? Well, you're gonna you're gonna bet it anyways to, to answer your question. Yeah, thank you. You know what I actually think that they're gonna do, which I don't totally hate. I think that. They're going to go to more organized week long scrimmages against certain teams. You know, how, like, normally, let's say the Bucs are playing against the Miami Dolphins in an upcoming preseason game. Sometimes the Dolphins will come to Tampa and basically practice. With slash against the Buccaneers. So it's like they're going up against like Dolphins players for certain drills and things like that throughout the entire week leading up to the preseason game. I could absolutely see the NFL going to more league-wide organized week-long scrimmages to replace preseason games and then have the two preseason games basically be on like what would the tail end of training camp be. So that's what I that that's. Where I think we're going, I think we're going to get organized scrimmages, two preseason games, and eighteen regular season games. That's how I think we're going to end up here. Which I don't like. Totally hate uh, unless I right. would uh, un- unless players would really like come at me and tell me, "Hey, no, we need more preseason games. This is this is an awful transition." I think that that would be a really great substitution because not only would you get the same amount of training camp summer snaps you'd be doing so against other teams. Like, you'd be doing so against, like, non-teammate opponents. So, I think right. that that would actually be more advantageous to what would be going. It'd have
1: to be a team that isn't on your schedule for this upcoming year.
0: Yeah. I, well, right. right, right. So, when Tampa does it against... Miami they're not playing Miami that year you know and I think I'm just saying that makes the
1: regionality of it a little bit trickier you know what I mean like the Eagles have done it with the Ravens in the past because Philly's close to Baltimore and they're in totally different conferences and division which is nice right but for a team like Seattle you can't there's there's very few teams that are close that are not in
0: their division that they don't play right so Seattle would have to go like Seattle would have to go to like Denver Right. Yeah, but that's not the worst thing in the world. Travel is... It's I mean, 2021. Like, travel is fine. They all got private planes and stuff. They're all staying in nice hotels. I yeah, think it will be alright. It's,
1: it's doable. I don't know. I think... I'd think it. i be very worried about... I, I'm already very worried about increasing injuries because of decreasing practice time. And I don't think scrimmage is like a thing sure. decreasing practice time. I just think that anything is going to be resisted by the players because of injury
0: concerns but I feel like that might be a that might be a decent middle ground if they can kind of get something like that to where practice reps are up a little bit but it's not like full game stuff where guys are getting hurt before the regular season and you're missing like guys are going down so I just wonder because I, I don't think that we're at the final product up right now I think you're moving towards that anyways we got to move on to the next question Michael asked this next one pick one sport to be a coach a GM a commentator and a referee in so it's got to be or it doesn't have to be different sports, but it can be different sports for all those questions.
1: Oh, I definitely thought it was different sports. I did different sports.
0: Well, I'm I'm just saying that like if you pick basketball for one, it's not like you can't pick basketball for another.
1: I know. So I'm I'm saying I, I did all different sports. If I if I been cool with doing the same sports, I would have done football for probably all of them. Okay. Um, but as it is, uh, coach, I would coach cross country and track. I low key am like excited in in the age of my retirement to go coach cross country for like a high school. I'm just picturing
0: uh, you with track shorts on, uh, no, a av- 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 aviator glasses, uh-huh. a, a whistle that never leaves your mouth, and you just yelling "run." At T-shirt kids. tucked in. Yeah, well, well, right. That's the thing. Like a lot of people, a lot of people, right? Like coaching cross country is
1: like run. You know what I mean? And like to some degree, it is, but also like. I don't know, especially at the high school level where like all kids are putts is like I was definitely a putts. Uh, my cross country coach was instrumental in me learning how to like try and try more than once and like develop a work ethic. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing about running is you just have to do it. It's very like, you know, like nobody joins the cross country team because they like the way the, the jersey looks. You know, it's not like it's not like, you know, football and basketball. It's got glamour and it's got, you know, uh, uh, Social status to it in the high school world It's just like, yeah, you want to run uh, and and that I very much enjoy the, the purity of that. And so my cross country coach, shout out Evan Griswold, uh, is like one of like, you know, one of like my formative people in my life. And so I would like to be able to do that. And then also I running takes mechanics like it does take legit like if you improve your mechanics it changes a lot and it's 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 cool to think about so anyway i would coach cross country track okay um i would general manage football uh that would be what i would actually do right uh and i think that's where my skill set is best used for when i do anything in football though being a commentator would be a ton of fun uh i would commentate collegiate softball because that's what i'm currently doing in my living room at (laughs) any given time during the month of may uh, we don't need to talk about Oklahoma. I was going to say, big,
0: for sure. shut up. Big rip, big rip to Oklahoma.
1: I was so mad at Beth Mowins yesterday. Beth was so stoked that that happened. Cause cause ever, we were all stoked. It was awesome. I didn't watch Oklahoma State Georgia because I knew they wouldn't stop talking about it. And I was like, all right, I'll watch Alabama, Arizona. And Beth Mowins opens the call for Alabama, Arizona with, we've
0: already had a big upset here in Oklahoma State. I was like, frick, no, I don't want this. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, uh, anyway, I was going to fight Beth Mullins yesterday. I love Beth and Mullins. And now
0: Oklahoma's got to play the team that they lost to earlier this year.
1: Yes, but I'm actually okay with that because they I mean, know them,
0: Right. I mean, you should be. Georgia's the worst team yeah. that's there.
1: They, right. They lost to Georgia on in a, in a midweek travel weekend, whatever. whatever. They're going to beat Georgia. The All right. Line. Anyways. Anyways. And then I would ref NBA. Oh, man, I want to ref NBA. No, no, Ben, no. Absolutely. No, 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 no. no, It is hilarious to me. No, No. I would have a great time. There's nothing funnier to me than when an NBA player so evidently, so clearly, so demonstrably fouls and then acts like you've just accused him of murder in front of a live national audience. No. Right? like yes absolutely yes i know it, listen it would be hilarious have you seen the ref who does the reviews for tnt who does little his little poses in front of the camera Yes yeah. this guy kills yes. me yes i would i would i would i would I would, I would be hunting for the first opportunity to text somebody oh my god i couldn't wait it'd be so fun
0: when i was in, when i was in college um when you played intramural basketball like part of your duties responsibilities for signing up to the league that you were at meant that you would have to rotate and be a ref on some of the games that obviously you were not playing it. And let me tell you how miserable it was to ref basketball every single call every single non-call you are just getting yelled at the entire time and basketball is split second stuff it's split second and inches and centimeters away from one call being one thing and you are just getting screamed at the whole time because of split second decisions i hated it that's no question about it last on the list of teams that i would want or uh, sports that i would want to be a ref for
1: here's the thing i would rather get yelled at for every single call than be like an ump for baseball or a ref for football and in general be immune general not get like get yelled at like a regular amount like not too much but then when i do mess up one call then it's explosive because then i know i really effed up whereas in basketball a you know oh point guard's driving the center goes up to contest him punches him
0: in the nose but it's not that obvious i'm telling you
1: no see but i think it's like very clear foul and you call it and they're like this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And then later in the game, very touchy ticky tack you know, bang bang situation like you're talking about, I call a foul and then guess what they say? This is the worst thing that's ever happened. You just said that 3 minutes ago. I don't care at this point. Okay. Oh, I would love
0: it. I I would want to be a coach for hockey cuz I think that'd be Here's how I'd
1: text somebody. No, sorry, go ahead. Okay. <laughs>
0: I would I would be a coach for hockey. I would be a general manager for football, but if I couldn't choose football, I'd choose baseball just because it's even it's like the football dynasty effect of looking at college guys but to the 90th level because you're looking at so many different players. So I think that I guess that'd be interesting, although it'd be stressful, so I'd probably pick football over baseball. Commentator, I'd love to be a commentator for soccer. When I was just out of college, I got a job with kind of like a local broadcasting company and one of the contracts they had was doing essentially what was the all 22 footage of soccer for this really good high school team and also some play-by-play stuff that went with it. And my boss just handed me a headset and went, go. Like we don't, we don't have, we don't have anybody else to do this with you. We don't have, and I grew up playing soccer. I played it all through high school. And so I cannot tell you how fun that was for me. That was such a blast getting to do commentary on soccer uh, especially for a team that was really good. And then the te- the sport I would want to be a ref for? Volleyball. Absolutely. The emphatic point? Just like, yes, that's it's in. Or or the arm just goes up because it's out. It's just like, boom, the arm's like the flag is up. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I would want. I would just want to have like full passion and power pointing to whether the ball was in or out. All right.
1: Low-key, best sport to um for. This was my second answer. <laughs> Tennis. No stakes. <laughs> everything is video capture. Correct. You have to make zero judgment calls. That's not true. You have to make a couple judgment calls. And obviously, like, you know, like, there was the whole, like, uh, the uh, the ref was calling Serena for stepping on the line and Serena got pissed. So, like, the athletes will still get upset with you and everything like that. But in general, everybody in tennis is, like, disgustingly absurdly polite right it's like golf where it's got like ten thousand, like you know like unspoken rules and responsibilities and everything like that and you get like you know you think the ball's out out, oh! and then a player challenges you're like yeah let's watch this video which actually shows what happened and i don't even have to think
0: that's fair oh yeah it's not bad that's not it's bad. it's a good one
1: and you're gonna sit in a shaded chair you get the best seat in the stadium ah it's good so tennis volleyball, net sports, baby. Yeah. That's what that's the move.
0: We do love that. All right, 30 minutes down, we got 30 minutes more to go on here this Fan Friday episode, but before we get to more questions, got to remind people that rockauto.com is the best place to shop for all auto and body part needs from hundreds of different manufacturers. They got engine control modules, they got brake parts, they got tail lamps, they got motor oil, they got new carpet, they got everything you are looking for no matter what you are driving, car or truck. Best of all, the prices Reliably low. Same for professionals. This is all the do-it-yourselfers out there. You can go to rockauto.com right now, see everything that they have available for your car or truck, and write Locked On NFL Draft in a little how did you hear about us section if you happen to go to the website because that would really help out the podcast. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the car parts you're ever going to need over at rockauto.com. Also, bet online. We've said it before, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, everything. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to now get in on the action as teams start to prep for their playoff runs and uh, get into the regular season. Head over to that website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus back on your first deposit if you use the promo code Locked on. That's all caps, one word. Locked on. Bet online. Your online sports book experts. Hit stick master two. Wow, great handle. So, can y'all talk about the hate Solak is getting for his very accurate Josh Allen statement? This is the uh, Buffalo Bills. Benjamin Solak, back and forth that we were talking about before, and Ben. It's been
1: I, very I, little back and forth. There's been a lot of back.
0: Sounds true. Uh, okay, I, be quick with this, but just explain what happened and what you said NFT's of Josh Allen.
1: preview on the PFF forecast with, uh, Eric eager and George to uh, they started asking me about Dak. I was like, Dak's really good. And they were, and I said, I would take Dak over a lot of quarterbacks, uh, in like, if I had to win a game this season and they were like, what about Russ? And I talked about that. And they're like, about Josh Allen? I was like, yeah, I take above Josh Allen. And in that explanation, I said, basically at the top level of quarterbacking, I care more about week-to-week consistency than volatility. Uh, And Dak, to me, always his best trait, even when he was like a top 12 quarterback, was week-to-week consistency. He's very steady. Allen is a little bit more of a roller coaster player. Even in his best season, he had games, he had drives, he had halves where you're like, dude, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, this is the old you. You forget about this. Go back, you know, whatever. Uh, And so uh, the other thing that I characterized with Allen was he's got that volatility to him. And I think that that volatility is going to remain, especially because I expect him to have Uh, continued arrogance as a passer. And I used arrogance as as a uh, arm arm arrogance is the term that Ryan Clark used. I just said arrogance. I think it was very clear that I meant arm arrogance, but apparently it wasn't Uh, in the sense that because Allen thinks he can make every throw on the field, he's going to try to make every throw on the field. And that's not necessary. It's not always bad, but it's always unnecessary. And it's going to invite interceptions, sacks, pass breakups, big hits to receivers, that it is not necessary to invite. These are extraneous and unnecessary plays that only a player of Allen's talent would attempt to make. And this is how he's grown as a player. Experimentation is a big part of learning. But at some point, you have to mature and just say, all right, I'm going to check down. I'm going to, you know, just throw this quick slam. I'm going to throw a contested ball, you know, safe to the boundary. Like, I'm just going to be a regular human quarterback. And I don't think Allen has that maturity to him yet. I think that he still is a player who plays with arrogance uh, in terms of how he passes the ball. Uh, Buffalo fans. A good segment of them pissed. I would take Dak above Allen. Another good segment of them think that I don't. I think that Allen's peaked, which I can understand how they they said that. I I didn't word it perfectly, but they're pissed that I think that. Then there's a third section of them that thinks that I think Allen's like a D bag and is an arrogant person. And I would take Dax. I like him better as an individual. This is just not what I said. And you can infer that. Uh, and then there's a fourth segment who knows exactly what I said, but mm. they're just constantly berating me and adding me and trying to fold me into content to get me to respond. Of course. Because they want engagement. Of course. And you guys are the worst. I hate you the most.
0: <laughs> All right, there we go. That was the that uh, bull on Uh Ben said nothing go wrong. Go Bills, baby. Go, go Bills, as we've often said. Jared asks his next question. The sport of football has been disbanded. L-O-N-D can no longer exist and must pivot to one of the following topics. Okay, you ready for this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The topic is, uh, or the the first topic is rubber ducks. So I guess we just talk about rubber ducks the whole time. Uh, the second one is a podcast where you repeat the "Call Her Daddy" podcast word for word.
1: Is that what that is?
0: I because
1: the question just says a podcast where you repeat "Call Her Daddy" word for word, and I didn't know there was a podcast called "Call for Call Her uh, Daddy," so I thought we just had to go. Call her daddy. Call her daddy. Call no. her daddy. Call her daddy. <laughs> and then you'd be like, call her daddy. And I'm like, call her daddy. And then that I was like, oh, this should be kind of interesting. I guess it'd be fun. That just let me a, let a, me tell you, call her daddy.
0: That would be better than actually repeating call her daddy word oh, for word. Okay. For us, at least, that would
1: certainly Big be up call her daddy podcast. Love um,
0: you. Guys. All right, Ben trying to learn Swahili, so it's just like that's the topic of the podcast.
1: Fuka uh,
0: <laughs> Is, what what? Uh, uh, a Florida like, man uh, is the sorry, other what? topic.
1: Yeah, I know how to say Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen in Swahili.
0: Okay, it. so that's what that was. Okay. Uh, or an obscure area of your choosing. No, 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 Jerry, you can't just put that at the end. Why would you? Why would you let us do that? No, we're not counting that. I'm I'm only counting the four suggestions that you gave. Do not, if you're going to put us into a corner, don't, don't give us, us no. don't like don't give us the way out. Don't do that. You know better. I, you know better.
1: Yeah, I was going. I was going to do obscure Air of your choosing because we could do like a different one every season, and we could call it Locked On New Destinations, and it would still be L O N D. That was my bit.
0: Oh, um, nice. We can't yeah, do that. Yeah, one but I'm see, that, that's too easy. You know what I'm saying? Like this yeah, too easy. We
1: can't do that one. It's obviously Florida Man.
0: It's a 100% Florida Man. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what the pod, and it would be a hit. I feel like everybody would still listen to it. Hopefully, you would still be allies of the pod. Here we hope. This next question is uh sort of a question but more of a request. Who are the kickers going to be for the Antarctica Invitational? Like I always like I always say you can thrive or die by the leg, which I actually really like. We probably should have done kickers and I think that on the last episode we do for the series before we get to the actual tournament Mm-hmm. Ben and I will go through all eight divisions, and we will give them each a kicker, because I do think that the kickers are going to matter in all this. So I know
1: who my pick is for the AFC North, and that's
0: it. Okay, well, we'll we'll get into kickers, because a couple of you has requested that, so we will do that on the final episode. Call Me Bob Ask this one. Who are your quote-unquote other favorite sports teams? Obviously, you guys have Philly and Tampa roots, but what are the other franchises that you low-key root for, whether it's a singular player or a franchise philosophy or something like that?
1: Uh, right. So I was a big Oklahoma softball boomer sooner. Uh, college. I really don't have any particular uh, alignments or, or interests. I generally like going for the good group of five team and the scrappy conference underdog like rooting for Indiana this year was really fun and Cincinnati and like, you know. Right. That's it. Like Oregon State's fun to root for is like a bit. You know what I mean? Like I like I, I don't like to root for powerhouses. But other than that, I don't really think I have any any sort of strong inclination. Uh, NFL. Seattle's fun to root for. I really like Russell Wilson. I, I like the way that team is built. Pete Carroll's a lot of fun. Um, Man, I don't watch baseball at all. Uh, hockey, I enjoy watching. I'll root for whoever I'm watching it with. Uh,
0: that's fun. That's pretty N- much it. NBA? Anybody else in the Sixers? No, absolutely not. Okay. Sixers and six. <laughs> All right. Um, my other favorite teams. So obviously, I'm from the Tampa, Florida area. So a lot of the pro teams that are in Tampa, that's where a lot of my fandom lies. And then I also went to the University of Florida. So when it comes to college sports, I'm going to be Gators first over everything else. NHL? It's the Colorado Avalanche, easily. And that's it, it's funny because the Lightning and the Avalanche might actually meet in the Stanley Cup this year, which would be crazy for me because growing up I played hockey and that was during the era of Joe Sakic, Peter Forsberg, Adam Foot, Patrick Waugh, like the really good Colorado Avalanche teams when they were going like head to head with the Detroit Red Wings there for a couple of years, which is like the best rivalry in sports. And so, like, I really, really loved the Colorado Avalanche growing up. I I remember. My dad took me to a lightning game one time and they have a giant team store. And in the team store, they have like little trinkets for other teams around the league. And they have like this little Zamboni guy. And I asked my dad, I was like, can I get a Colorado Avalanche one? And he was like, why do you want an Avalanche one? Like you're a lightning fan. Like we we're from Tampa. What do you do? And so like he was super confused. And I was just like, dad, you don't understand. I want an Avalanche one. So he ended up buying it for me. So Avalanche, my second favorite team in hockey. Uh, baseball, I'm a race fan, but I would probably be a Pittsburgh Pirates fan second, I guess, because I actually grew up in a town called Bradenton, and they have a spring training stadium there, McKeith Stadium, and that is where uh, the Pirates play spring training. And so we would get to go to some spring training games every year, so I like the Pirates. NBA, I have no idea. I don't really have an NBA team. I just followed good players and storylines really more than anything else. Football, I suppose Oregon is my second favorite team, but it, it, it's really not even close. I'm kind of like Ben. I, I just like rooting for for different teams. But college basketball, my second favorite team other than the Florida Gators is, is without a doubt the Illinois Illini. Because again, early 2000s, I was watching D Brown, Darren Williams, uh, Luther Head, Roger Powell. James, I know none of these James names, Augustine, right. like I'm watching all of these dudes and that, that 04 Illinois team is one of my favorite basketball teams of all time. And so I have a soft spot in my heart for Illinois. So those are the, uh, those are the obscure teams that, uh, that I would root for. Matthew asked this question. He said, if you were the Browns with a serious lack of historical culture, the last 20 years, do you pay Nick Chubb? If so, how much he seems to be the perfect locker room guy. And you want to show the team that you'll pay your good draft picks.
1: Right. It's a tricky question. And this is one of the, the this is always a good question because it's always like, hey, don't pay running back second contracts. And then a guy like Aaron Jones hits free agency for the Packers and it's like, well, maybe pay Aaron Jones. You know what I mean? Like, because of, of how successful your running game has been. And it's all right, running back's right, replaceable, right. sure, but you also don't want to fix what ain't broke. Right? You don't you don't want to make changes where changes are unnecessary. Uh I'd pay Nick Chubb and I'd probably I'd pay Nick Chubb market money. I'd pay him fifteen per. Uh, biggest contract right now for the pan- uh, for running backs is Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers is making sixteen per year over four. Kamara's making fifteen over five. Zeke's making fifteen over six. Uh, I'd pay Nick Chubb 15, 16 per. I'd probably try to get him at four years as opposed to five years or six years, because I do not expect to get to the end of that contract. And it's just the nature of running back. Uh, you can also and are in a good position to keep Nick Chubb's longevity safe by running a guy like Kareem Hunt behind him. And when Kareem Hunt's contract expires, which I think is in two years, I don't know for sure, uh, then you make a middle-round draft pick and you try to hit on that. Or you make a, a mid-tier free agent sign and you try to hit on that. Mm-hmm. And you, you try to work that rotation. And listen, there's 100% veracity to the statement of, well, you don't need to put that much money in the running back position to be successful in the running game. Yeah, but Cleveland runs the ball a lot more than most teams. And also... Nick Chubb is a uniquely good running back. And I know there's no such thing as uniquely good running back, but he is uh, in terms of what you see on film his vision and his physicality and his right. tackle breaking building in the third level. He is no, uniquely good running. back.
0: No, I'd, I'd, I'd 100% push yeah. back on people who don't think that uniquely skilled running backs exist. That's, that's so, not true at all.
1: Uh, how much does the whole, like, Browns historical culture thing come into it? Not too much. I don't think it should. And, you know, this is a very analytical front office, so I don't think it will. Right. Um, but that final sentiment, you want to show your team you'll pay your good draft picks, is a real sentiment. If you don't pay Nick Chubb because of optimal team construction mm-hmm. on a spreadsheet, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in terms of uh, in, in analytics in general, you're going to in, invite a negative response in the locker room that is not quantifiable but is impactful
0: and yeah, sure and, i understand that,
1: that weighing that is important that that that's with that's with a running back contract with a tight end contract is with a middle linebacker corner wide receiver it's with everybody when you have a person who's who not only is liked in the building but has been perceived to be the load carrier as Nick Chubb will have been when he reached the end of his contract, this is the guy. This is the engine of the offense. To not pay him is to make every single other player ask, "Well, shoot, are they going to pay me? What, what, what if Chubb didn't do enough to get paid? Right. How am I going to do enough to get paid?" And right. that's that's a dangerous spot to put yourself in. Yeah, so that I, does matter.
0: I don't I don't think that you you sign contracts, especially for big money, which will go a long way towards how you build your team. You don't do that off of emotion. Like that's a really bad way to build a front office, but there is no doubt about it. Just because, just because you don't want to necessarily operate off of that doesn't mean it does not exist. You know, if you came to the conclusion that you said, Hey, we don't want to pay Nick Chubb because we don't really want to play, pay running backs. That's not how we have in the team building. You can, and that's fine. You can do that, but just make sure that you also know that what you just said there, Ben, the human element of it in the rest of the locker room is 100% real. Yeah. You just you just have to accept that that goes into the equation. Just because it might not be the oh you know let's let's sign Nick Chubb because everybody in the locker room will hate us if we don't. Okay, that's also bad logic and reasoning. But that doesn't mean that doesn't exist, and I, and I think that it does. I am with you. I'd be paying Nick Chubb because I I do certainly believe that although the list is small, there are a handful of running backs who impact the game in plenty of ways, which bring value of a second contract. And Nick Chubb is absolutely 100% one of those guys. And I think he means a lot for what Cleveland is doing, how their offense is built, how much they need to lean on him, how much their success is weighed around him. Track right now has his market value at just over 12 million a year. I think he's going to get more than that, especially if he's if he's healthy for another season. I think we're going to see another brilliant Nick Chubb year. I think it's probably going to be the best year that the Cleveland Browns have had in two decades. And if that's all the case, Nick Chubb's basically going to sit here and be like, yeah, McCaffrey got 16 mil a year, so we're basically putting our foot down at 15, 16 million dollars a year. So I, I don't know what he he would ultimately sign for because he can move money around a certain amount of ways. But Ezekiel Elliott makes an average of 15 million a year. Alvin Kamara makes the same. Christian McCaffrey, like I said, makes over 16. So, I don't think you're getting out of this for Nick Chubb at less than 15 million dollars a year if he has another healthy year next year. I just think that it's all too advantageous for him. Now, if you franchise tag him, he's only going to be about 12 million for another year. But I I think that that gets tricky because you look at the running backs who are up next year. It's like Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Gus Edwards, Leonard Fournette, Raheem Mostert, uh, Ronald Jones. like It's a lot of guys that really aren't going to compete for top-tier money. So you don't have to compete with those guys during that contract cycle. 2023, Saquon Barkley is up. And if we get a fully healthy year from Saquon Barkley coming up, you do not want to have to sign Nick Chubb after Saquon Barkley signs his deal because Saquon could sign for something as much as Christian McCaffrey signed for. And then it's like, okay, now we got two running backs who are making more than 16. And so like you just start to lose, to lose a lot of leverage if Saquon comes to the table and, and if you push that timetable. So I think you got to give him an extension next year. I think that you have to for your team, and and you just got to pay him. He means too much to what you're doing. I think he's one of those guys. Anything else before Big we move on? Nick Chubb. Okay.
1: Nick right. Chubb, friend of the show. Uh,
0: Thaddeus Thomas. All right,
1: we only got a few minutes left, so we really gotta go fast with these ones.
0: I mean, just true. Uh, Thaddeus Thomas, what first year GM and coach show the most promise for both success in the immediate and long term?
1: Like what George Payton did, yep. the Broncos, thought yep. they addressed the draft well. I mean, like, okay, they traded up for a running back, they didn't take a quarterback. Whatever, besides all that, which no, no first time GM did that right. Uh, Like how George Payton drafted. Looks promising there. Uh, First year coach.
0: Oh, shoot. I have
1: Brandon Brandon Staley. Uh, Staley's a good one.
0: Yeah, I I have Staley, and then I have uh, George Payton or Brad Holmes as my two that I'm really excited for. Holmes
1: is another. Uh, I I listen to Holmes on the an Athletic Football show for uh the Robert Mays hosted. Brad mm-hmm. Holmes seems like the man. Yeah, I'm super excited about him. Hilarious and really fun and really good. Uh first time head coach Robert Saleh.
0: Okay, that works. That yeah. works. Um Alyssa Lang, friend of the podcast, asked Never heard of her. When do Mrs. Solak and I get to re- get to take over the podcast? You and I talked about this. There is, absolutely, there is absolutely going to be an episode of this show where our significant others host the podcast. And it's basically just going to be a roast of me and Ben for okay. 45 minutes.
1: Alyssa's going to be great at that. I'm here to tell you. No, Meredith will be
0: great at it. Okay. Meredith will be good. Just get Meredith her favorite wine. She drinks wine, right? Meredith drinks wine? Yes. Okay. okay. Just get Meredith her favorite bottle of wine. We'll 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 hit record. When she's at least one glass in, she's on her second glass, and uh, and they'll have a blast. They will, they wine will, drunk they mayor, will nuke our reputations into the ground.
1: Wine drunk mayor is impossibly giggly, and will laugh at everything, and offer no content. Nah. So, nah, I gotta just, say it. yeah, uh, I would be very interested to hear mare on a podcast. I think mare would be terrified out of her shoes. Uh, we'll see if we can convince her. I told Alyssa that it's not until you know it's Mr. and Mrs. Lang or Mr. and Mrs. Sycamore, mm. but also you wanted to be Mr. and
0: Mrs. Lang
1: up until I- wives get on this podcast. We have standards, <laughs> okay. And also, all I'm right. trying to force you to propose.
0: Okay, all right. That's 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 fair. That's fair. Yeah. Also, uh, Trevor Lang just taking Alyssa's yeah. last name. I mean, that's that's an elite easier country music singer name. Yeah, absolutely. like I like I'm quitting my job and I'm just picking up an acoustic guitar and I'll all of a sudden be a master at it well, if I if. Lang? yeah, right, like exactly. It. No, I can see wait. You, what? Tj Lang. Oh wow! Yeah, that would be me. What's your middle name? James.
1: Ah! Okay, we're doing this.
0: <laughs> there is a pitcher for the New York Yankees named Trevor Sykema.
1: What?
0: I I, I swear you can look it up right now. Google it. Type in first char- thing
1: comes up. First thing that comes up is you, but that's that's SEO. Yo,
0: oh, what up, gang? I'm more famous than a Yankees pitcher. Oh, TJ Sycama, college yep.
1: amateur minor league statistics. That's yep. cool. He pitched for Mizzou. He did. Uh there's a starter for the Texas team. Texas Rangers. The Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just
0: Texas? Um, no, it's the Texas Rangers.
1: Right, but I'm saying like Yes, they- it's
0: just Texas, yes.
1: But there's a team that's Houston.
0: Correct. What? It's <laughs> not legal. Uh, the Texas Rangers play in Dallas. Why aren't they called the the Dallas, the Dallas Rangers? Rangers? Yeah, I don't know. Ne- there's a there's
1: a outfielder for the Rangers named Nick Solak, who wow. we think is adjacently related to us.
0: Wow, you better call him for yes. money.
1: Hey, buddy.
0: Um, Tyler said this and we'll be quick with it because we've already talked about this before but he said I asked this last week we'll see if we can get in the show what up Tyler why in the world would Bengals fans and reporters try to say that they don't need Sewell uh, and that if they drafted him he would be playing right guard no one can actually believe that can they I don't know if he play right uh, or I, I don't know where he would play but anybody anybody who is on the side of Penny Sewell or Jamar Chase and coming to the table with the Bengals don't need Sewell is wrong. Like that, that is the wrong way to approach it. If you feel like your team is made better, or if you just believe that Jamar Chase is a better prospect, okay, that's fine. To say that the Bengals would not have needed Sewell is incorrect in every way, shape and form, whether he's playing left tackle, right tackle, right guard, left guard. I don't care. Sewell's a damn good offensive lineman. And he would absolutely made the Cincinnati Bengals better. So, uh, if if there's any Bengals fans trying to argue that angle, they are wrong. If you like Chase, you like Chase, but right. yeah, Sewell should have been the pick.
1: Sewell would have started for them. I think he's going to be a good tackle. I right, think he's be a good left tackle or a good right tackle. He could be. It'd be a, a, a good guard. It would take some time. I think it'd be a good guard. Uh, if they had to do that as well. Uh, I don't know if Tyler intended to spell Bengals like the things that they like, get. Like he spelled it like dangles. With the B,
0: like Bang Energy. And if
1: that's, right. If that's if that's unintentional, that's okay. If it's intentional, that's the biggest burn I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I can you I, immediately. I'm like, yes, that franchise is an idiot because you can spell their team name like Bengals.
0: Um, this next question is from Galladay Season. Who do you think will be the first quarterback to be benched this year?
1: Jimmy Garoppolo. I have I
0: have four guys on my list.
1: Oh, wow. So when he said who you said, I'll just... Dang it, it's still not cheating. He didn't say which one. All right, go ahead.
0: Uh, Jimmy G is one of them. So shout out Ben Solak. Jameis Winston's another, if Jameis Winston happens to be the starter. Um, Smart. I think Drew Locke is another one. Depending on how erratic Drew Locke is, they could go to Teddy Bridgewater. And then Cam Newton's the other one. Like, if if Cam just doesn't look good, then they could put Mac in. Although, I'm... Mm -hmm less confident about the cam one as i am about the other ones but those are the four that i thought of
1: locks a really good one yeah. because you can see how he starts but it's a short leash and trying to keep your job if you're a big fan etc 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 teddy's a classic like come off the bench and just be decent sort of a guy yeah it makes sense
0: i hope she sees this king ask this next question <laughs> me too brother he said because of ben's famous regional interview what is your favorite interview slash press conference moment
1: uh, I, I, is this question specifically just for you or is this for both of us?
0: Uh, I think it's for both of us. I also didn't do football. I did something okay. totally random. Yeah, I did. I basically thought of like news clips that have been hilarious since. Have I you, mean, so, have right, you my, seen God. the interview where the lady is at the farm and then just gets headbutted by a goat in the knee?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a vine. Will you stop beating my pants?
0: So <laughs> ah! you know what's funny? Yes. I worked there. You worked at that farm. That is no no no, I didn't work at the farm, I worked for that news station. Oh okay. right That's out of right out of college. That That's that is ABC 7 in Sarasota, Florida, and I worked there as an intern. And the lady who gets headbutted by the GOAT is Linda Carson, who is like a longtime broadcaster there. And she was fine after that. But when I first saw that video, I screamed. And to prepare for this question, I went back and I watched it again, and I screamed. Linda Carson, ABC7, will you not eat my pants? Ah!
1: <laughs> that one is truly iconic. That's making me think of other non-football ones, like oh the one where, God. uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the meteorologist is out in the field. doing something. I'm just thinking about Vine And he eats now. the bug? No, 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 no. Uh, and he's asking uh, a kid about how he's buying fireworks. And the kid goes, wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? <laughs> 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 and the meteorologist just looks back at the camera, like, confusingly. He looks at him. He's like, where are your parents? <laughs> that one's a classic. Oh, the one where the, the reporter's talking to that little boy and he's laughing and he's smiling, but then he just suddenly starts crying for no reason is another classic. <laughs> um, The football one I was thinking of was Unlike Aguilar, uh, the, the the clip from a couple <laughs> years ago in Philly, because that is just the best explanation of a, of a Philadelphia Eagles fan ever. She's like, I was saving children from a burning building. And as I recount the story let me mention my distaste for one of an eagle an Eagles player Like that's just right that's that that's the best 30 second explanation of an eagles fan ever uh, so that's the football one to me
0: oh man i i just laugh uncontrollably wouldn't you like to know weather boy <laughs> where are your parents <laughs> uh down by content as this one uh using your best judgment guess each of the following NFL coaches' number one favorite song Dan Campbell, Kyle Shanahan, Bill Belichick. Dan right. Campbell. Yep, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Enter Sandman. Oh, nice. Not bad. Right. Not bad.
1: Not bad. So, it's ludicrously intense and absurd. Uh, Kyle Shanahan tries to be cool, right? Like the, the snapback and whatever, but probably still a total nerd. Uh, I'm guessing it's like. Till I Collapse or The Real Slim Shady or no. something that's like wow. old school Eminem. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. right? Um, and then Bill Belichick is like you know, cello, concerto, and G, Bach, Movement 7 or something. You know what I mean? Like Bill Belichick is like a song that's just like a light hum for three and a half minutes. It's just like nature sounds. Bill yeah, Belichick's c- favorite song is the whale sounds that his wife listens to to fall asleep. Bill Belichick's <laughs> favorite song is just uh, uh, every two seconds on the dot, just a light tap of a pen against a table for just like <laughs> five and a half. Bill Belichick's favorite song is somebody just started a metronome, one of those old school ones that just like swings back and forth, and then just left it in the rec- r- recording studio. But Belichick's favorite song, Trevor, is somebody just like tuning a guitar, and then it just stops before he even starts playing it. That's Bill Belichick's favorite song.
0: I don't even want to say my, I, I don't song. even want to okay. say my answers because that was so good. That was so unprompted and good.
1: Uh, for it's my the sound of his gears turning up
0: in the morning. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, wait, did you do Dan Campbell or no? Interesting man. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Um, for Dan Campbell, I have "Through the Fire and Flames" by Dragonforce.
1: G- right, anything that's rock with loud.
0: Yeah, and and like speed, just like unreal <laughs> speed. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I have Tell Me When to Go by E-40. No reason other than because it was objectively hilarious when I thought of it. Because the first song that popped in my head when I thought of Kyle Shanahan's face was Tell Me When to Go by E-40. So I had to go with my gut. And then Belichick is just the instrumental Stone Cold Steve Austin entrance music. That's it. That's his favorite song. Just the mm-hmm. glass shattering and then like the chugging of we guitars. Do you
1: agree that Bill Belichick's favorite song has no words?
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. No, no, no.
1: Language is pointless.
0: Right, 100 Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Simon, ask this next one. Uh, we'll only do a couple more. If NFL Street had a new game, what NFL rookies would be best in the game? I got three. Uh,
1: okay. I From what I understand about NFL Street, it's just like vibes. There's no offensive line, right? I mean, th- there is, but yeah, it's just vibes. Right. So I have down Trey Lance, uh, Kadarius Toney, Najee Harris. Oh, nice. Those would be fun ones.
0: Okay. So nice. I have Javante Williams just because you're just going to mash the break tackle button right. the entire time, and he's just going to bowl people over. I have Travis Etienne because he's hella fast and that's like a cheat code in that game. And then I have Jeremiah owusu because he could play the hybrid safety linebacker spot and he could be great for a team because it's only seven on seven so you got to choose your teammates wisely. Didn't think
1: about Cleveland. For, or not Cleveland, defense if we're going to be honest. Yeah, I bet you didn't you absolute
0: coward. Uh, Fellow Trevor asked this one. Would you rather drink an entire bottle of hot sauce or an entire bottle of soy sauce? This is an actual good
1: one. I'm... With no other accompanying food whatsoever, right? Right. Can't cut it with water. Yeah. Nothing. Right. It's honestly probably hot sauce because- How hot I are we can, talking? That's the thing. How I big's find, the bottle? I can find a bad, small hot sauce bottle better than I can find like a weak soy sauce.
0: I think I'm going with I'm soy saying? sauce. No, I think I'm going soy sauce. That
1: amount of sodium would upset your stomach just as fast as hot sauce, in my opinion.
0: Maybe. Maybe, but you don't know that. You know your stomach's going to be upset if you drink that much hot sauce. You don't think know I, that about soy sauce. I think I, I'm more likely to find,
1: A, a smaller bottle of hot sauce, and B, like, oh, this is like a
0: vinegar-based... You know, uh, just I little know, like. Yeah, but do you get to choose? Wait, hold up. Do you, if if you get to choose, then sure, I, I could see the hot sauce argument. But what if like yeah. somebody's choosing for you? That's not. It's not specified, is it? Okay. What yeah, if no. it's like a What if it's like a bottle of Tabasco, or soy sauce? Same size. Yes. I'm. I'm doing soy sauce. It, maybe it's soy sauce.
1: I don't know. I like yeah. Tabasco, but I don't think that really matters in this
0: case. <laughs> i just i just could not imagine drinking a full bottle of yeah. tabasco couldn't do it i've just never bought a soy
1: sauce and then used the soy sauce and be like oh this is weaker than i thought it would be whereas i've done that with pot sauce and been like oh this isn't really that spicy it's fair just vinegar water last
0: one's from nick he said best thing about costco
1: have never been in one wow Okay, listen here. I chew my sunflower seeds and eat them. You don't get to react to anything I say.
0: I'm going to react again because that was insulting. Wow!
1: Okay, Where I'm there's, from? There's two... I'm Northeast Pennsylvania. We go to BJ's Wholesale Club, baby.
0: There's two things yeah, about true. Costco that make it elite. Amongst the many things that make it elite. But two things specifically. Hot dog. Rotisserie chickens in the back. $4.99. Whole ass... Real good rotisserie chicken, $4.99. And then, as Ben alluded to, hot dogs. Hot dogs, baby. Elite hot dogs for like a buck fifty. Unbelievable. Is that like what makes it a hot dog elite? I think the size, girth ratio, Type of bun it's with, time to cook, toppings available, all go into the equation. And I think Costco checks all of the boxes in that.
1: Oh, so you're getting like you're it's just a buck fifty for like the whole thing with toppings and everything.
0: Yeah, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole okay. shebang,
1: kit and caboodle.
0: Haven't heard okay. that one in a while, have you?
1: I love kit and caboodle; it's one of my favorites. Costco near me. There is a Costco. I'm sure there is. Eight minutes from me.
0: You have to get a membership, though. Oh, I can't go get a hot dog? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, All I think right. you got to get a membership. But you should, because you just buy stuff in bulk, and then you save a lot of money. We don't have any storage. Okay. I yeah. will. You, you, hold up. What do you mean you don't have any storage? Do you not have, I'm like, saying, pantry, we have a very, we have a very,
1: We have a very, very small pantry in our tiny little apartment that we're moving out of because it's too small.
0: So I'm going to start a GoFundMe so Ben can make some storage so that he could get a Costco membership.
1: We own so many things. Getting married is the absolute worst. You just get stuff and then you leave it somewhere because you don't feel like throwing it out and you have no room.
0: Sounds like the dream for a hoarder. All right, everybody. That's it. That's Fan Friday. Got to as many questions as possible. Had a lot of fun doing it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We're going to be back bright and early. Maybe not bright and early. Monday morning with a brand new Mock Draft Monday format. I know I said that we were going to get to Mock Draft Monday last week, but I totally forgot there was a holiday on Monday, and so it's not a holiday this upcoming Monday, so we're going to be back with Mock Draft Monday. Unless you consider Mock Draft Monday a holiday in which it is a holiday, but there's still going to be an episode. Everybody follow? Are we good? We good there, Ben? Yep. I got it. I'm all uh, over it. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here. I'll mock on NFL Draft.